my favorite Bible verse is from Judges uh, 421. That's, that's a book. Yeah, that's Judges. Yeah, and it's, but Jael, Herber's wife, picked up a tent peg and a hammer and went quietly to him while he lay fast asleep, exhausted. She drove the peg through his temple into the ground and he died. But, Judges, yeah. Judges seems like a like an odd book. <laughs> yeah, Judges is all over the place, I, I think, maybe. What about you guys? My favorite Bible verse is... Oh, where'd it go? Here it is. Revelation 20, 20 colon 1 dash 15. Okay. I don't know how to read Bible verses. <laughs> and I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Mm. What? Wait, Revelations 1 through 15, that's only one. You're supposed to read all the way through 15 is your oh, favorite. Uh, nope, you're not. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old devil serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him. And he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. I thought that was going to close. Well done. I don't know how to close your phone. Lucas? Hey, man. Hey. Um, This is from Timothy, book two, verse seven. I have fought the good fight, and I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. What book is that? Timothy. Oh, I'm glad we sh- I'm glad we shared our thoughts today. Timmy, yes. Uh, from good old Timmy. You can't handle the truth. Now, religion's got to be the biggest question out there. Like, that's it, the biggest mystery, right? Aside from where the clitoris is. <laughs> and where and how to make a woman orgasm. I think you guys have some bigger problems in your life. You need to be... God will lead you to the orgasm in the clitoris if you just follow him. Mm. Well, he, I don't know if God knows where the clitoris <laughs> is. Do you think God could make a woman orgasm? We are made in his his image, so, so his, maybe not. Does if, God have a clit? I mean, bi- well, biologically, isn't a penis a clit? Correct. When you're in the womb, everyone starts out female. That's why you have, like, nipples and whatnot. And then you develop some of the male genitalia as you progress. Wait, so, so the clitoris, everyone starts as a clitoris, and then it grows into a penis. So, so a penis is just a clit on steroids. And by extension... Of that, doesn't that mean we're more female than females? Because our clit is so big, it dangles. <laughs> we got a big dangly clit. We're missing a, a specific chromosome, I think, for that to be the case, so ultimately. No, women are missing the chromosome. No, they're different chromosomes. They have. We have the X and the Y, they have two X's. Yeah. So we have ones that they don't, but we've got all the ones that they have. So we're more woman than any woman. We're packing more woman no. in us. Yes. This is two-on-one, Lucas. Yeah. 
You've lost. And God is on our side. You've lost your womanhood. We've got the power of God and dangly clits on our side. Embrace, yeah. embrace it. God is definitely on my side. <laughs> God is a woman, according to Ariana Grande. Yeah, the, uh, one of the great theologians of Earth. <laughs> so it's me and Devin versus you and Ariana Grande. We'll and, see how that pans out. And the, and the Catholic doctrine. Yeah, but we have God on our side. Woo! Yeah. All right, I think it, it all makes sense, guys. We're The reason why we're talking about clits makes sense. Not religion. Yeah, it's this movie was very clit-centric. <laughs> clit-heavy. Yeah. Heavy clit. That's just a penis. It's a heavy clit. We've said the word clit too much <laughs> okay. in four minutes. Um. Well, yeah, <laughs> for sure. We'll, yeah, we'll that's that. right. <laughs> um. It all ties in this religion and just the religion because uh, I've got some questions for you guys. I've never been more ready. Do you like religion? <laughs> uh, no. It's, it's it's fascinating. I think it's interesting. The way at which it, in which religions enact their way, you know, their goal, their aim, their pedagogy. Categorically, I don't like religion for the same reason I don't like the Holocaust. They're interesting to read about and study about, but <laughs> I feel like they've led to a lot of death. Yeah, they've led to a lot of innovation as well. I think so did the uh, so, so did, did the, the Holocaust. Holocaust. I don't know if the Holocaust led to the that Volkswagen much Beetle innovation. That, yeah, Adolf Hitler designed that mid World War Two. I feel like the so Germans if you also... like w- Volkswagen bugs, you like Hitler <laughs> and World War Two. Well, I don't really. Oh, yeah. Basically, well, if you're a Catholic, you're a Nazi, or just uh, religious yeah, in general. Yeah. Aside from Jewish people, I feel like Jewish people are the only religion that's exempt from. Well, why are they exempt? Because they have historically been hated on by every other religion. Yeah, but currently they're enacting their own genocide in Palestine against the the Palestinians in in Israel. I thought that was like a Muslim thing. They are. The Palestinians are Muslim. And they they both say that like Jerusalem... And the area of Israel is their is their holy land. Yes, it's a it's a big hot mess over yes. in Jerusalem. And then after World War II, once the once the so many Jews were killed in the Holocaust, you see, everyone in the everyone was like, okay, Israel needs like more protection. They've been through so much, like you're saying. But since then, that they've just been been emboldened to attack all the native Muslims that are the Palestinians there, and have just been like murdering them. Mm, and so what? And they don't recognize them as a country. Yeah. So you're saying uh, religion <laughs> generally is bad and there's no exempt religion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we've got three. They all have their foibles. My other question is, do you guys like dinosaurs? Buddhists don't really have any problems. <laughs> <laughs> dinosaurs. You're right. You're right, though. Yeah. Uh, except for the caste system. Is God damn you guys. Dinosaurs. That's, that's, the, that's the Hindus. The Hindus have the Are caste they, system. Hindus aren't Hindus Buddhists. Uh, no, they they believe in a lot of the same things, but they have core central beliefs. See, the Buddhists, <laughs> I believe in the Buddha and his teachings. Religion one hundred and one, guys, as their as their like central belief system. Whereas the Hindus believe Buddha was one of them, but like not. He was like sort of like a prophet in that sense. Ah, so this is like yes, the, and they have a whole a whole other set of beliefs going the back old to the dinosaurs Muhammad debate. A little bit, yeah. Sort okay. of is mirrored in the in the Southeast Asian <laughs> religions of the time, yes. And done Fair. now, yeah. What do you think about dinosaurs? <laughs> God damn, you know dinosaurs, Devin. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm 
you know, they're, they're, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I hate dinosaurs. No, you don't. No, I like dinosaurs. I'll be real. You guys know I fucking love dinosaurs. Well, if you like religion or dinosaurs, you've come to the right place. Religion 101 Jurassic World episode. This is the Velocipaster. A, a true cinematic masterpiece. I thought you were going to say a true story. True, <laughs> true story. Um, it came out in 2018. It's free on Amazon Prime. So go check it out. Before we get well, into the... Go check it out. Before we get into the episode, the beers were drinking. I'm the only one drinking now. I had Cafe Bustello Espresso Ground Coffee. Lucas has got some Diet Coke. Dope. Yeah. If you like. Some Doke. Some like, Diet like, Dope. Like President Trump. Doke. Doke? No, he drinks Diet Coke a lot. Oh, um, I thought you were just saying Doke. I, I was like, I don't even know if that's a word. And yeah, so I've got Bitterroot Brewing Company's Dirt Church. Dirt I thought that said 2.5. It's 5.2% alcohol. It's a hazy Indiana pale ale, but it doesn't taste like an IPA. It's very dark. Uh, Montana made. Juicy haze, you know? It's got a mountain bike tire on it. <clears throat> this this IPA is mild-mannered and ready to accompany you as you worship at the altar of dirt. And that saying does not appeal. Well, no. you're, you're just not... Uh, Rural enough. I'm just not hooked on dirt, baby. You're just not hooked to the 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 tethers, the energy are... of Gaia enough. You've never swung from the ropes of nature. <laughs> yeah, I am not Tarzan. That is correct. Yeah. Or George of the Jungle. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're drink. That's what I'm drinking. And our episode today is the Velocipaster. Um, a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Thoughts? Um, I think this movie came out in 2018. Yeah, I, I also think it came out in 2018. Yeah. I think there are dinosaurs in it. We are not stalling until Brandon gets back so he can read the script. 2018. Good that, year. That was a good year. It, what de- happened it definitely in seemed like it was produced in like 2003. <laughs> Excuse you. Mm, in 2018, the 30 series of nvidia's graphics cards came out oh shit doubling consumer graphics cards performance you need to quit eating ice on the podcast i will never i will um, never stop but yeah the velocipaster today was directed by brendan steer brendan fraser brendan fraser um and he's done films such as why did you leave Louie? he's done films Roasted. such as dead by dawn mm. a classic um Monster or the Redead. Classic. The one with Halle Berry. Nope. The Monster or the Redead is a whole title. Oh. Monster does have Halle Berry, though. No. That's Monster's Ball. Fuck, I Monster's Charlie's Throne. Yeah. Back to back best actress winners with Monster and Monster's Ball is tough. You know the formula. Um, Confession. He did Confession. Ooh, he's got a lot of religious on his mind. He did Animosity. He did Rules. And he did Unwound. Thanks, Lou. Come on over here. Come here. So, you know, no names that you would know, but he's, nope. he's blazing his own trails. His r- religious trail. Yeah, for sure. He's got a lot to say. And our writer today is Brendan Steer. Yep. He's done... I'm not even going to do it. He's done all the same, except he did not write Unwound. So somebody sought him out to be the director of Unwound from his previous work. Nice. They uh, saw the Velocipaster and they were like, I need him. But he's done some others. He's also done, he wrote 
A Cat in the Forest? Ooh. Which I think is a sequel to Cat from Outer Space. <laughs> a Cat in the Forest. Um, He did Wonders of Love. Nice. And They Hunger. I've heard of none of these. They Hunger. They Hunger. They Hunger. Um, and then you've got a cast of Greg Cohan, George Lopez, Shen- Shunzer, Janice Young, Daniel Steer, spelled the same way as Steer from Brendan Steer, so maybe related. Probably not. Director and... and uh, nepotism in dir- the film industry. The director and uh, Father Stewart, maybe, you know, maybe. You've also got Claire Sue, Nicholas M. Garofalo... Alyssa Kempinski. She um, was Carol. She was Carol. Kempinski. Fernando Pacheo de Castro. Mm. Who was... None of them have very actorly names. Greg Cohen is probably the most. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it shows... Definitely you... <laughs> not Fernando Pacheco de Castro. It shows you need a stage name to make it in Hollywood. And not just land in one of these these flicks hey this is sponsored by amazon yeah this is a career ender actually ender i hardly know her Ooh! did you guys like my snapchat of fister i hardly know her on that truck i did like that philosopher pastor i hardly know her oh shit yes yes maybe just just let him out there that's probably what he wants let him out in the sun go lou That's all he wants is the sun. We'll see when he wants back in. Um, and a plot for the Velocipastor. Um, after losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. So it was China. Yep. At first, This hor- whole movie was based in China? No, not the whole thing. Just his ninja trip. Yeah. And at first horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. Hmm. Don't eat any ice. I didn't. So, it's a crazy-ass plot. You got ninjas, you got dinosaurs, you got priests, you got hookers, you got dead families. A lot of of good elements. Everything you want in a film. Batman. I don't think you're supposed to call them hookers. Yeah, I know. That's what they referred to her in the movie. It's now sex workers. Yeah, even prostitute is a little over the line. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sex workers now. Oh, Louis about to puke. Yeah, he is. He really is. No. Oh, uh, coming at you live with no. a commentary about Lou's digest di- gastrointestinal health. Uh, we got some gagging. And, uh, oh. Yep, mouth is open and uh, it's happened. It so we had to pause. <laughs> oh, poor little Louie didn't do so great outside. Louie was churning some milk in the old belly. I think there's a stomach bug going around for the dogs because Caesar's shooting piss out of his asshole. It looks like egg yolks, as I've said. He looks to be over the hump of it, though. I don't know. It'll just get him every now and then. But he didn't wake us up in the middle of the night last night, so... He's trying to chew his own leg off. That's how tor- that's how torn up he is. Yeah. Well, let's get into some history of the Velocipaster. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, the Velocipaster is a 2017... American- Wait, 2017? I know, right? Or 2018? Well, it was made in 2017, 
It was released in 2018. I don't know. One's IMDb, one's Wikipedia. Okay. Um, It's a 2017-18 American comedy horror film written, directed, and edited by Brendan Steer. After screening at the B-movie Underground and Trash, which is the B-movie Underground and Trash Film Festival, which is acronymed Butt Film Festival... (laughs) Um, on August 31st, 2018, the film was released in the United States on uh, August 13th, 2019 by Wild Eye Releasing. The director thought of the idea in 2010 while he was attending the School of Visual Arts in Manhattan after his phone autocorrected the Velociraptor to Velocipaster. As a class project, he made a short film of fake grindhouse trailers which included the Velocipaster in it. His prior YouTube videos had around 45 views each, but his class project ended up receiving around 45,000 views, resulting in him thinking that it might be a good idea for a film. Um, he stated, in quotes, the movie is made to be fun, and anybody looking for deeper meaning in the man-turns-into-dinosaur genre is probably on a fool's errand, end quote. From 2011 to 2016, there were two attempts to crowdfund the film, um, first through Kickstarter and then through Seed and Spark, but neither uh, attempt succeeded. The film received funding from a private investor that the mother of Steer's friend knew. Interesting. The more the people you know. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to find the YouTube video, but I couldn't find oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's all about hookups, you know? Networking. You got, you got rich, rich parents and you'll be good. I feel like I have... The thing is, like, I feel like I have... I could have, like, a genuinely good idea for a movie, and then I hear, like, if I was a cooler person, I could, like, make a cool idea for a movie, and then there's people who just have the right connections, yeah. and then their phone autocorrects, and they're like, let's make a movie about a pastor who turns into a velociraptor. Imagine imagine being that friend who goes, Mom, like, I have an idea you got to invest in. <laughs> You remember my terrible friend Brad? <laughs> He's making a movie about a Velocipaster. Like, oh, All right. That sounds great, honey. <laughs> no. You need to move out, <laughs> You're 38 years old. What are you doing in my basement? Get a real job. <laughs> so, yeah. It's all being in the right place at the right time, knowing the right people. And, yeah, the luck of autocorrect, really. I don't believe that either. Why yeah. would it... Why would it correct to Velocipaster? I don't know. That is that is weird. He was trying to pawn off this idea as something extrinsic, that external yes. that happened. And to I was I was trying to find anything during my research that wasn't Wikipedia, because I was like, I don't know if I trust Wikipedia. At least if it's a bigger movie, you know, there's some credible sources. So I found a Forbes interview with him in it. Wow. And that's what he stated in there. So interesting. Yeah. And now it's budget time. But uh. The budget for this film was $36,000. Doll hairs. That's a lot of doll hairs. But but not really. No. no. Yeah. Not at all. It's not a lot of dollars. It I is a lot of dollars. you doll can hairs. right now make Velocipaster. Don't have enough. Uh, Give me a couple months. By, by September? You'll be able to make the Velocipaster. Yeah, on my own. And we will. <laughs> Box office. Not available because it was only released on streaming services and DVD in August of 2019, so no available data can be found. But DVDs out there, so maybe it ended up making money. I bet it did if we're if we're buying it off of Prime and everything. Oh, uh, it was free on Prime. Oh, I don't know how many people that don't have Prime are renting this film. Well, Prime had to buy the rights to it. 
Yeah, that's true. So I had to have made at least some money. I bet they made a pretty penny. And the thing is, the budget was so low, even if they didn't make a pretty penny at all. It was just a fun little project, yeah. you know? It's like just it's like if you were driving a nice car and then crashed it with no insurance. That's the equivalent of what happened. Would you but would you like this is how much a car costs. Would you <laughs> rather have a car and then like crash it or would you rather have a movie and then crash that? Oh, I did uh, take the movie. Movie, yeah. movie n- ten times out of ten. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah. So thirty six. I want to. I want to live in a world where instead of people are slaving away at their jobs like fifty hours a week to try and buy a new BMW for their family, that they slave away at their jobs for fifty hours a week so they can make their own <laughs> Velocipaster <laughs> low budget B movies. <laughs> That should be everybody's dream. That's the new Keeping Up with the Joneses. Yeah. Like, oh, did you see the the Richardsons movie they made this week? <laughs> that must have been a half a hundred, half a million dollar budget. <laughs> yeah, everybody's working just to make the next big movie. Yeah. That's, or not big movie. That's next a, little movie. That's the world I want to raise my kids in. And the thing with the budget is, like, IMDb said 11,000. I had to look at different sources to find what it was. Most things said thirty five to 45,000. And I finally found a pinpoint in that Forbes article where he said himself 36,000. So, 36K down. 36 Gs. So, I guess they probably weren't that rich, the friend's mom. The, the, no. no, not at all. The investor. Yeah. She's like, I guess I'll put down 10 grand for you. Yeah. Dude, I... That's all... Yeah, even to say that. That's true. That is true. Wait, did she work at a bank? She was a private investor. Yeah. So oh, she, yeah. She just had money. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No, she's just rich. Well, not... Yeah. That'll do it. In some uncertain terms. I would say that... If I had $10,000 to fund a friend's son's movie, I am rich. Yeah, by any means of the word, yeah. <laughs> okay. And now it's tagline time. Tagline time. There would you like to hear the tagline? Uh, yes, I would. Evolution, maybe. Hmm. You missed the first one. Oh, shit, I did miss the first one. That's the second one. The first one is... Man of the cloth. Cloth, get it? Cloth? Cloth. C L A W T H. Oh, I see what you did there. How long has it been since your last confession? Okay. And number four. Oh, God. <clears throat> Welcome to the Christaceous period. <laughs> I like that one. Christatious. I like that one too. That's definitely my favorite one. Man of the Cloth. See, that one's... That one's what does that mean? I had to look it up because when I was writing the script, I was like, Marina, what the fuck does this mean? Man of the Cloth, like the, like a priest. Yeah, it is. I didn't uh. know that. But yeah, so Man of the Cloth, it's priest, but I, claw. Evolution, like, maybe. That dinosaurs didn't evolve. They became extinct. What does that have to do with anything? He evolves into a dinosaur. He doesn't evolve. He morphs into a dinosaur. <laughs> he transforms. He doesn't under undergo the, you know, the process of survival of the fittest in seconds. Yeah. Then how long has it been since your last confession? That one's just dumb. No dinosaur relation at all. No. Yeah. And welcome to the Christaceous period. By far the best. Banger. Topical, funny, witty, banger. One of our best. I banger. I hardly know. Yeah. One of our best. I think. Welcome to the Christaceous period. Big fan. Now what? It is time for our Christ facts. 
Catch folks. I'm lit up right and hot to trap where you want me tonight, Daddy. Carol, hello. Oh. God damn you, Carol. How many fucking times I have to tell you not to question what I do? Now, what's my name? Frankie Mermaid. And why is my name Frankie Mermaid? Speak up, Carol! I'm gonna give you the fucking boot! Cause you're swimming in bitches. You're goddamn right. You're goddamn right. Christ fact number one. Chrysler. Chrysler facts number one. Um, after filming and before developing, the film was put in an oven and baked at 200 degrees Fahrenheit for 10 minutes to achieve an aged look. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, read that again. So they filmed on actual film. It's not digital. So he put the film when it was done before they developed it into an oven and baked it at 200 degrees Fahrenheit for 10 minutes to give it an aged look. That's huh. some crazy shit. <laughs> that's not some quick. That's absolute lunatic. I don't. I didn't see that at all on the movie. The aged look. No. No, that wouldn't even really cook it, it that much, would it? No. 200 degrees. Yeah, which is I guess I don't, like heat it up. I guess I don't know the parameters of cooking film, but and also this totally looked like it was just filmed on a digital camera. Yeah, they, yeah, like an iPhone camera. There's a the lot of shaky cams. Yeah. Oh God, the crash tubes. Yeah. So interesting. That's my first one. My second one is of the same genre. Nature. Yeah. Most of the scratches on the film were achieved by Brendan Steer dragging the unprocessed film along the surfaces in his bathroom, the only room in his apartment with no windows, and therefore dark enough to not expose the raw film. <laughs> That's a little weird, too. So he's cooking it, and then he's just running the film across the floor. He just really wanted to scratch up the look. and there are editing, I still did see it. There, there are ways to edit the film. <laughs> you think he could afford that? Dude, you could know, do that for free in Premiere Pro for like is, 80 bucks a this year. This is three subscription. times triple the budget of Birdemic. That is true. Yeah. You could do that with a Snapchat filter. That is also true. So, and this was in the time of Snapchat. Yeah, it definitely was. So, yeah, those are those two. My next one is at 3 minutes and 57 seconds. The opening credits include um, a Leica Come Home production. Which is a spoof of the 1943 feature film Lassie Come Home. Russian mm. dog Laika was the first animal to orbit the Earth in a Soviet satellite. Everyone knows that. I don't know why that is <clears throat> needs to be a, a spoof for like in there, but it was. So that was just the name of the, one of the production companies, though, right? Isn't Laika Come Home? Oh yeah, the yeah. actual production company. So yeah, the whole production company is a play a on another movie oh, yeah. okay <laughs> my next one is that the velocipaster was influenced by director guillermo del toro guillermo guillermo del toro i think it's guillermo guillermo yeah I, I don't know how to say it guillermo guillermo one more guillermo Del Toro. Del Toro. Um, that came from the back of the throat. <laughs> so that was influenced by him. The yeah, priest... he's the Shape of Water guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. The priest in the movie is named Doug Jones, an homage to the actor Doug Jones from Pan's Labyrinth. Mm, I knew I'd heard Doug Jones before. 
Dr. Jones. I love Pan's Labyrinth. Dr. Jones is one of Marina's favorite songs from the band Aqua. What about Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones and me. Yeah. So, yeah, big, big influence from a twice winning Oscar director. Oh, yeah. Did he win two? No. He didn't. Oh, I was thinking of Inorito. I think he might even have three. Inorito does now? Quaron might have two. They all they all are in that Yeah. That Mexican revolution of cinema. Only two more for you. Brendan Steer wants to do a sequel to the movie, as he believes the world of the Velocipaster is in quotes so permissible and fun. Um he shared a sneak peek at the script of the script over on Twitter. First making the announcement that a sequel script has officially been written and is set to start filming at some point. Velocipaster 2, Electric Boogaloo. Any, any movie where the script, it, where they give you a sneak peek of the script on Twitter is kind of bound to Doom. end up. Yeah. yeah. It seems like these type of movies always do have sequels, though. Birdemic. Yeah. It's because they're so low budget that it's almost <laughs> guaranteed to make profit. <laughs> the, 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 the mom goes up. She's like, hey, you want to fund my son's second film? And she's like, fine. <laughs> yeah. She sure. probably made some good money off it. Honestly. A couple thousand. Even if this only made 50,000, that's still 20,000 profit. And I bet it didn't take that long to film this. No, not at all. And my last one is our nominations fact. And no, it did win, actually. It was nominated at the Genre Blast Film Festival for Best Screenplay and Best Actor for Greg Cohen. Wow. Um, And then it won um, at the... I don't even... It won. It won... the, The award is called the Far Out Feature Film Award. Oh, God. Um... And it, this was at the South African Horror Fest Awards. Okay, and it won that. <laughs> it won at the South African Horror Fest Awards. Huh. We could do that, boys. We could easily. We could win that. We have 36000 between the three of us. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know about that. Honestly, because I, I can contribute zero. <laughs> I feel like I could make a we, movie. We could make it. We have enough money. What would our movie be about? Uh, it would just be a writer's block. We yeah. would just expound on one of those. We're working on that weekly. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. We make a new idea every week. It'd have to be like like the Burger King one, except with a really like South African, cut down cast, South African crew. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> or the or just our food fight one. We could do that. The newest one. Yeah, another fast food based one. What are you talking about? Some of them we don't even need any locations or anything serious. We could do like painters the. Where we just have one person be, like, we don't need any high-budget shit for that. That's true. I'll just stop taking my meds. <laughs> <laughs> you just be yourself, yeah, then I won't and even, it'll be great. It'll be great. I'll be the best actor ever. And that is the end of our Christ facts. Christ facts. Those are all the facts about Christ. Yeah, that's all. That are verifiable. <laughs> <laughs> Look them up on Twitter. The, the ones wah, about wah. him walking on water, that's all rumors. <laughs> Right here, we've got the cold, hard Christ facts for you guys. Yeah, Guillermo does. <laughs> and now it's movie time. It's the movie. <laughs>
<laughs> it's not Transformers. <laughs> we did not watch Transformers. Um, <laughs> my noise was me lighting the film on fire. Oh, I, yeah. I was definitely casting film on a oh, projector. I knew what you were doing for sure. <laughs> It's Louie. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, my. Fr- oh, no. Lou, come here. Come here. Look right here. Get your ass. Look right here. Get your ass. Come here. Get your ass. Okay, come right here. Come right here. Come he on. is so confused. Fucking Louie. My first note is rated X by an all-Christian jury, which that by an all-Christian jury did come after. It stayed with just rated X to begin. Mm-hmm. Also, this easily could have been a PG movie, or no, not PG, PG thirteen. Yeah, I was just gonna say, there's no way it could have there's, been PG. Yeah, there's a lot of blood. If yeah. we, if you would have just removed Frankie Mermaid and all of his f bombs, you would have been dude. Frankie Mermaid, man, what a character! Love him. So yeah, rated X by an all Christian jury. X usually like X usually gonna give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> X usually classifies like some form of sexual content yeah or real gore yeah it, the actual rating was not rated or nr which yeah. usually means it's just like straight up porn i think that just didn't get rated because it wasn't a big enough movie yeah what's the is it nsrb the national yeah. something rating board yeah i is that what it I, is yeah i think you might have to even pay to get it rated and they just didn't yeah, pay it so it's not rated and then they can claim it's unrated Wait, so you have to pay to get the movies rated? I'm not sure. I don't know how that's it part works, of the, but... That's part of, like, the licensing thing, I'm sure. Oh. Yeah, but, yeah. You have to get get it paid. Like, I'm sure you have to pay the NSRB to rate it to be able to give it to publishers to be able to get it advertised. All right. Uh, my next note is... Uh, Maybe. The real start of the movie. Father Jones is giving a sermon... And he walks out, and my note is just Midsummer. For some reason, those wreaths on the door just reminded me of Midsummer vibes with all the flurs. Not bad camera work either to start. To start, yeah. There's one scene where the editing and the camera work is really good, and it was the sex scene. There was... That editing was beyond... Just the greater than anything else in the movie. Yeah. It was, he put... That was 30 of the $36,000 yeah, budget. We'll yep. get there. Yeah. Um... But we 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 meet we we have we, you we, ever we, have you we, ever we. Hey, you ever you you do you want you want <laughs> him to do says, you, we, we. you want him to do you so much you could do anything? Yeah. Um, no, you Father Jones ends up running out of the church, Doug Jones, and he sees his parents waving at him, waving, and the first like <laughs> le- the first like dialogue from him alone is just, "Mom and Dad." He's <laughs> like, "What?" Yeah, they're happy to see him. So he waves and he runs towards them and then their car explodes. You don't get to see the explosion. No. You hear it. It's not off camera either, though. Well, the initial explosion is. Yeah, but the ensuing fire. The blaze is not off camera. No. But you still don't get to see it. No, because. Uh, it's just floating letters that says SFX. VFX. VFX. Car on fire. Car on fire. <laughs> Which. You sent me a TikTok, Devin, of a bad movie, and you're like, we have to watch this. Like, oh, this is on our list already, and it was this scene. So low budget, making fun of things where there was no actual special. It was just words on a screen. It was for you to imagine. It's like a novel. Exactly. You make the story in your mind. Exactly. This movie would have been worse if there was a million dollar budget, because then we couldn't 
use our imaginations. And everybody says the book is better than the movie, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, the more words. I wonder what the Velocipastor book is like. Is it a book? No, no, no. Um, And then next, he is just bawling his eyes out to the other priest, Father Stewart, about the death of his parents. And Father Stewart is just, like, trying to get him drunk. He is... Drink all this wine. Drink, drink more wine. Drink the blood of Christ. Is it the blood or the body of Christ? The, I'll get there. It's the blood and the the communion, the cracker is the body, uh, right, Lucas? Yeah, and the Catholics, those those crazy Catholics. Those crazy Catholics. They, they believe that when you put the cracker in your mouth, that it, yeah, lit- you <laughs> it is not symbolically Jesus. You are literally, it is literally magically transformed into the actual flesh of Jesus that you eat and then consume. And then when you drink the blood, when it's in your mouth, or at some point in the digestion process, it literally turns into the literal blood of Jesus. You dumbass cracker. That's, that's, cra- that, that's, there's no symbolic meaning at all. So they're cannibals. Yes. Yes. You're telling me Catholics are cannibals? Yes. Yeah, it checks out actually. Um, and yeah, so he's like trying to get him drunk, drinking all this wine, and he tells him basically to travel to a place where God won't follow him. And now you finally get the title card, heavy rock music playing, and this was some good editing and like filmmaking, but it was so dark. Yeah, the lighting was fucked up. Maybe it, maybe it looked good, and then he fucking baked <laughs> it he, like a DiGiorno pizza. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. He put it in for one minute too long, and the yeah. bottom got a little charred. He's like, "Fuck!" I saw some grill marks on the <laughs> on the right hand side. Because um, so I yeah. swore there was some A one sauce on, on and the title card. At one point in that rock song, they say, um, "Turn into a dinosaur as if I'm dreaming." Like that song fits so well. I don't know if it was made for the film, but it fits. And he's now out of his car. It's midday. He's hiking in. And then in bright yellow letters on the screen, just flashes, China. Yeah. Which I guessed beforehand. And then, yeah. And then... Did you guess by the topography or the, the I, landscape? I was kind of guessing out of ridiculousness, yeah. I'm like, they're going to say this is China, and then they did say it was China. <laughs> It looks like just the fucking Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it just looked like... I don't know what Chinese forests look like, but if this is actually China, I guess they look a whole lot like... <laughs> The bitter. It's yeah. interesting too that this is the place he ended up when when he was going to a place where God would not follow him. So is God racist? Does, yes. Does God hate the Chinese? Yes, a hundred percent. Wow. Um. And yeah. So it Do flashes think- China on the screen. He also goes China. Dana. Do you think God drives a lifted Ford F one fifty with a chipped engine so he could roll coal on the highway? He's probably. He probably doesn't need to. He drives a Tesla. No, he probably he probably has an infinite number of eyes and an infinite number of mouths and an infinite number of bellies. And he walks across the universe a single step to us a billion years. Um, <laughs> but t- one of those... So technically I'm right because there's an infinite amount of him, right? So one of him is driving a lifted Ford F-150 with a chipped engine so he could roll coal on the highway. All of all of him is the one of him, though. All of him is the Ford F-150, technically. It sounds like you're using um, confounding infinalities and 
and uh i was not even thinking about the confounding and finalities i'm stupid to justify him not driving a <laughs> supercharged lifted ford f-150 oh it's supercharged you didn't say that before oh then yeah, yeah for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely supercharged yeah and um so he's in china and shortly after a woman running through the forest gets shot by an arrow the man pulls back the arrow you don't see who it is and it hits her but from the opposite direction, it was shot. <laughs> like, it was going right across the screen. And she's running, and it comes in from the left and hits her. It Naturally. I didn't notice that part. But it went all the way around the world and came back and got her. I so. think so. And then, and then she was, in her last dying breath, she, <gasps> run, she runs over to the hiking... <clears throat> Doug fa- Jones. Father Jones, yeah. And he's fucking blown away about China. China. Vagina. Yep. And as she's dying, she hands him an idol of sorts. It looks like this ancient dinosaur tooth. Take the dragon warrior. Yeah. So he does. He takes the tooth, and he avoids that ninja with a bow. And as he avoids him, he falls back and cuts his hand on the tooth. What's he do with the tooth? Do we ever find out? No, he just has it. Once it once it cuts him, I think that's what what seals the deal. It disintegrates into his bloodstream. It's like it's yeah, it's like the Spider Man bite. It enters Mm. his DNA. And uh, he wakes up. Like Kendrick up. Lamar. He, oh, loyalty got royalty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got royalty, got loyalty, got crustaceous period dinosaurs <laughs> in my DNA. So he wakes up with Father Stewart by his side. He's like, he's not in China anymore. And apparently he's been having nightmares about China. So we don't know how long this separation time frame is from China to back with Father Stewart. But he's back. And did Father Stewart kiss him here? Yes, maybe. He did. Was I it, heard him. Was it on the lips? Not not uncommon for the profession. <laughs> was it on the lips? Yeah, yeah, but usually the priests only kiss the children. It seems like he was a child. His child, because Father Stewart was so ancient. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. And he yeah. fought in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, I find that usually priests have the proclivity for children. And now he leaves, and he's walking down the street, and there's a long scene of a homeless man asking for him his money, and another lady that passes by, and uh, she gives him some money, and the lady ends up being a sex worker who works for Frankie Mermaid. This is Carol, our... Second biggest star in the film. Frankie Mermaid is uh, the only reason this film. He was acting his ass yeah. off. He was acting fucking circles around everyone else. Yeah, and he right away slaps the hell out of her, out of Carol, for not for not talking to him correctly of sorts. And he basically says, like, you my bitch. You better get back out on the street. I'll see you. I'll see you out on the out on them streets, bitch. Doing his Frankie Mermaid thing. And then Doug is in the womb, the woods, the womb, the womb, is in the woods and he's screaming and his eyes are changing and he's roaring, but there's no special effects. He just opens his mouth and a dinosaur roar comes out. Yep. Well, we, we forgot that she's about to get mugged in the park too. Well, after that, it, oh, is it that after? cuts to the prostitute oh, alone okay. in the dark woods and the robber, like a... This robber has very, very a- questionable tactics about mugging people. Yeah. He wants to go to the top of a prostitution ring as a to simply mug someone. Because she doesn't have the money. Yeah, so he's like, let me go to a pimp. And she's like, okay, I'll take you there. Right as she's about to take him there. You see 
a bad CGI Velociraptor. Yeah. Or, or right. not, it's not CGI, actually. I don't think this movie has any CGI. A puppet, a puppet of a... Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know those inflatable T-Rex costumes you can get? Definitely. Well, we, we don't get to see the entirety of the the costume yet you mean the it one that you're like, gonna wear in my wedding yeah it was like uh there's a uh, there's rubber gloves instead like rubber yeah claws yeah yeah <laughs> he i loved that all of the scenes of him changing was always his hands first so that they didn't have to spend so much on like cgi or puppets they like, just these put, gloves cost two thousand fucking dollars they just put velociraptor hands on it and uh how far did you get we just got the mugging, so now it's the next morning. Because yeah. he kills the mugger. He does, yeah. He and he like the Velociraptor oh, yeah. is just like eating him up, but he just pops straight. He stands back up, like unscathed. Yeah, and for some final final also, stand. He shots. shot like twelve rounds into the Velocipaster. A little spoiler, like later on that one arrow takes him down. That oh yeah, had, that oh, had the anti Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Wait, the arrow had the what? The anti venom. Uh so that's why it took him down. A normal arrow would never, never. Um, and so you finally you see the Velociraptor decapitates the man, and he wakes up the next morning, and Carol is with him with a big ass. <sighs> she had a dump truck of an ass. Yeah, like beep beep. That's backing up. Like any Disney Pixar mom. Yeah, yeah, dump truck, and and so now we have this scene where they're like both playing around. They're like, "Did we have? Did, did we sleep with each other?" The audience doesn't know, he doesn't know, and then he's like, "Finally, like, was that our first? Was that your first time too?" And she's like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "Of course it was." Yeah, she thinks it's all about the dinosaur talk. He thinks it's all about sex. Yeah, he's a virgin because he's a priest. Yeah, realize they didn't have sex. Instead, they have a much bigger. But he's still not a virgin. Bigger problem on their hand. Yeah. They were also, they're saying that he's a dinosaur and they can use his powers to kill sinners and whatnot. And he's contemplating these ideas and he's like, that's not true because dinosaurs don't exist because humans are the first because of Christianity and whatnot. And as he's contemplating, the camera is just zooming in and out. Yeah, but like it, do, he doesn't say anything of significance when he, whenever it zooms in. He no. just says, oh. that really happened? Yeah. No, that can't be. Zoom out. What? Zoom in. How can that? And then it like zoom zo- out. It's so dumb. But all <laughs> Every the line he says, yeah. And it's probably like six times around. That is a common argument for creationists, though, that dinosaurs weren't real because the earth is only 5,000 years old. But some of these people are like elected officials in Congress. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Congress is just like a retirement home, I think. Mm. Kind of. Because that's where we were thinking of putting my grandpa. This in Congress? Yeah, he was getting a little senile. So like, it was why. too expensive, though. Well, no, apparently they pay them. Oh for shit! Being, yeah, yeah, you should have put him there. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, um, she tells him she's he's like I wouldn't have killed somebody last night. She's like, well, there's a body. She goes to show him the body, but he because he turned into a velociraptor, he ripped out. A, you said it's like a Hulk thing, Lucas, where he rips out of all of his clothes, so he's like naked in her bed. So she lends him this tight orange dress to go look. And my God, this man's bulge. It was like you could see the outline of his genitals. Not just like an indis- indiscriminate bulge. It was like you, there and were. And you loved it. No. <laughs> that, that might have been the most uncomfortable laugh. 
<laughs> oh god. Um, they see the body in the woods. Yep. Confirm that he is the Velocipaster. This he, was actually kind of a funny scene. Yes, she had a lot of one-liners. You also find yeah. out that she is not just a sex worker. She's a doctor, lawyer, student. Yes. Doctor, what is it? Prostitute, doctor, lawyer? A, a, a pre-med lawyer hooker. Mm. So close enough. Yeah. And um, and she basically proposes that they can use his power for good and they can kill all the sinners in the world. Because that's the most Christian act he can do. Yeah. He saved her life in the process as well by turning into the dinosaur. Yeah. So he doesn't believe this is the right thing to do, and he runs away. He has to get out of there, sprints out, shaky cam. He's got to go do his confessions. First, first guy in there, Freddie Mercury. Frankie Mermaid. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Frankie Mermaid. Yeah, who has a litany of crimes to confess to. <laughs> Literally every crime possible. Yeah. And, I um, bitches, I sell drugs, I do drugs. In this confession, he confesses about a murder where he blew up a car in some old people's asses outside that church. That all clicks for Doug Jones. Yep. So he he gets mad and turns into the Velocipaster again. No, only his arms. Yeah. Breaks through the confession wall, slices his neck. Yeah, I thought that um, because, okay, <laughs> he was trying to find out who hired him to kill his parents, but that was never resolved, was it? No, not at all. You think he'd be more motivated to find out who killed his parents and who hired him to kill his parents than keep him alive, torture him, torture crimes, you know? Yeah, I like think break I th- the Geneva Convention a little bit. I think the insinuation is this might be a stretch that the like the Chinese yakuza guys were the ones who killed his parents because he said like his boss told him to, and he was a drug dealer, and in the end it was revealed that the yakuza people were the ones supplying the cocaine. Oh, okay. A little ham So maybe it maybe. was it was that that Chinese guy running things. I kind of thought that at some point, and then I was like, no, that's too weird. They never explicitly said it, but maybe it's the subtlety of the film, and we're too brute minded to understand it. Me, me, man, me want violence. Me, man, me look at tits, 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 butt, dump truck asses, <laughs> and um, Doug looked very satisfied about killing Frankie Mermaid. Yeah, and you see, he tells that tells as much to, to, to Carol. Carol when they meet up again. And they're going to discuss how they're going to enact their plan. They're going to kill people for their sins. Which is start, they're starting to sound a little bit like terrorists, but that's okay. And Doug, he, like he said, he, t- he tells her it felt good to kill someone today. And he says it was Frankie Mermaid. And Carol hugs him and thanks him. She's free from this lifestyle. Didn't as she, a subservient to Frankie Mermaid. Didn't yeah. she want to do that, though? Like, wasn't that her whole thing as she was doing it so she could pay for school? Yeah, kind of. But now but she, she doesn't have to be... But she doesn't want a... a she doesn't want a pimp. A she violent wants, pimp. Yeah. yeah, she just wants all the money. Yeah. And he can That's be her enough. pimp as a velociraptor. Now she can be an entrepreneur and not a prostitute. Sex she worker. She can. Yeah. She's well, a doctor lawyer. But <laughs> she is so so grateful that she like leans in and we're gonna have this like emotional kiss yeah there was some real sexual tension my nose oh my god are they gonna make out and then they high five <laughs> they like lean enthusiastic in. high five. they they like lean in a little bit more and more and there's silence and there's just a, like a look in their eye and they're like 
yeah yeah let's do this like a, buddy like a pokemon cartoon high five yeah and like a good pokemon episode a montage follows a punk rock montage of them working together training kind of yeah working out doing things completely tangential to actually being a velocipaster yeah well like, he is preaching in these scenes at least yeah it's true and then it's building some sexual tension and finally the end of this montage is him making a move putting his arm around her on the park bench she feels it she smiles and, and leans in snuggles up and my next note is i actually like this couple a lot yeah they go well together They're an odd couple and it mirrors the relationship between jesus and mary magdalene mm, you know whenever- the virgin no, she was the opposite of the virgin. <laughs> Mary Magdalene was a hooker herself. Mother Mary Magdalene. No, unrelated. She was a hooker, and everyone was like, oh, get away from her. She's not of God. She's unholy. <clears throat> and Jesus, just like, I'll be the one to hang out with you. Like, anyone can get into the kingdom of heaven, my dear. Mm. My so dear she was Mary. part of his crew. Devin, I wish you would have watched The Hottie and the Naughty with us, because it this reminded me of that, where, like, we started rooting for a relationship that should not have been formed at all. We are like... Wow, I'm really connecting with these characters and their relationship. It was cute shit, okay? The power of movies. Gotta move. Gotta love cute shit. Just three femboys sitting on a couch. <laughs> and now you're back in China, and a man, the, this drug lord, he's concerned um, that no money is flowing in. Apparently, a dragon warrior has been halting the money flow, and they want to take him out. So they, him and his white henchmen, ninja henchmen, sidekick... Just laugh maniacally. Oh, God. Yeah, they, for like, yeah, they say they're going to take over the world with their plan in yeah. two minutes. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the drug lord's laugh is the... <laughs> Who's the guy in the Austin Powers? The Dr. Evil? Yeah, some Dr. Evil shit, yeah, except b- way longer. His henchman afterwards, because he, he does the normal laugh, he goes... He starts the... <laughs> Just it, the dumbest it shit. It was so weird. Yeah. You know what? Let's listen to it now so you guys can all hear just how weird this laughing scene really is. <laughs> I I mentioned this while we were watching the movie, but sometimes this movie is great and sometimes it does things that are just like a little too much to try and get away with it. Like the VFX thing, I think. And I think this was another one, too, where they're like playing a little too Pushing much. Pushing the limits. And though this is a bad movie you're watching right here and do the, the goofy laugh. We all knew it minutes. already that it was a bad movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And out of nowhere. <sighs> oh, no. Excuse you. Father there's Stewart. A mo- there's a demon somewhere. <laughs> Father Stewart just saw Doug and Carol together. And he pulls Doug aside. He addresses his chronic absence and his relationship with Carol. And Doug confesses to Father Stewart that he is different and that he can change into a dinosaur. Not <laughs> not the holy way. Yeah, so Father Stewart's like, let's get a goddamn exorcist in here. 
Yeah, well, Doug is still sort of framing it as he's this sort of revelations as figure that he can help bring about the new messiah era by ridding the earth of scum. Yeah. yeah. Well, Father Stuart locks him in a room instead. As he should. Keeps him bound up, basically. And Doug is then in this room alone, reflecting on his life and wondering what his parents would say about his life's decisions, about who he is now. And so you get scenes of just him and his parents laughing as a family. And you get voiceovers of each of his parents like, Wow, son, I'm really proud of all of your decisions you've made in your life. <laughs> yeah, no matter what, your heart will lead you home. <laughs> you give one. Uh, I, I, why the fuck are you making me sit in the back seat, you <laughs> lousy, no-good, unappreciative little brat? I knew you were going to be a failure since you were born. Yeah, you know, I wish the doctors hadn't untangled the umbilical cord from around your neck. I think that's what she said. That it might not be a direct quote. It was. It was implied. It was. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so you get all these scenes of the family, and then you get just a scene of Carol smoking a cigarette outside of a church. I think maybe it was like her waiting for it. I don't know. Ultimately, it's to show the juxtaposition of religion and the tramp. The, the one society casts out in in view of this religious idealism. Wow. Yeah. That's a good take. That's a lukewarm take. <laughs> a lukewarm take. Yeah. It's and, not a hot take, but then, it's a little warmer than room temp. Then out of nowhere, Nicolas Cage comes in. Genuinely, like, first seen it really looks like I Nick thought Cage. it was Nick Cage. Like, there's no way. Did they... you think it was Nick Cage? <laughs> there's no way they this, wrote this Nick is Cage our, in for this. This is our exorcist, Altair. He's a holistic exorcist. Yeah, he, he comes in. He's going he's gonna to learn of Doug's situation. And Father Stewart says he's not had an instance where he had to bring Altair in since the war. <laughs> so you get a flashback to only old-ass Father Stewart in the Vietnam War, but yeah. still played by the same man. And this is a fucking entire movie in of itself. <laughs> 50, 50 years yeah. prior, he looks the same in the Vietnam War. Yeah. With blonde hair. And he's reflecting because a lot of his homies had died. <laughs> Like you said, my private first class died, my friend Tim died, whatever. But also, he's reflecting because of his Doug's relationship with Carol, he realizes that back in the war, he had a relationship with Adeline, a girl, and always wanted to start a family. Yeah, and he's confiding this into Ali, his one best friend. The hero of the war. Who's been with the whole time, yeah. And Ali says some weird shit. He's like, when you get back... You yeah, can have five quote, kids. Yeah. That's you my, should have 15 we have, we have, kids. We have yeah. quotes, Devin. Sorry, I'm sorry. Hey, but he dies. Yeah. Immediately after this speech. Right, like, almost like in his arms. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you were, you were ready. You were like, watch, he's going to get shot here. And he does. And so he's all torn up about it in the war in Vietnam. But then Adeline out of nowhere shows up in Vietnam too. Yep. She's in the middle of and war he's, torn. He's so genuinely happy and enthusiastic that she's there. She comes to run to give him a hug in war-torn Vietnam. Yeah. And right as she gets to his feet, steps on a fucking landmine. <laughs> Blows up right in her his face. And the way they did it is, like, they just cut and then threw, like, filled her dress with a water balloon or something and just fucking covered him. Like, Nickelodeon yeah. slimed him with yeah, all Yeah, he was just covered in red water goo. and goo and he, yeah too too in stuck in tragic shock to make any noise or facial movement yeah no he doesn't budge for like a minute yeah tragic but also he looked hilarious. as still as the freeze frame shots in the cat from outer space 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, so now you're back to present day. The exorcism is happening, and during it, Doug, he's like, I feel anxious. He's like, no, that's not the feeling. I feel hungry. Turns into a velociraptor. Dis- ha- only halfway, only his arms. Only his arms destroys Father Pastor Stuart Stephen. St- Father Stuart. Stuart. Slices him. We're like, oh shit, Father Stuart's dead. What did he do wrong? This is not their plan. Well, he's, you know, he's a dinosaur. He doesn't think. And he breaks out of the church, runs into the woods. And in the woods, there are ninjas there in the U.S. woods with Australian accents. Yeah. <laughs> and one and one of them, Choi Min, has like a... That was his name? <laughs> That was a Chinese one, yeah. but they had, yeah, Choi Min has his own, like, really intense story <laughs> about this this girl he likes. Because he's just having visions of, uh, well, it's like his girlfriend back home, basically. But he knows like, he's going to die. I'll always be with you, whatever, yeah. And before this trip, he had a, a premonition that he was destined to die if he goes into battle against the Dragon Warrior. So, yeah, he's reflecting back on Choi Min's girlfriends one last time it was a weird scene while the other guys try and formulate a plan of how to attack it they all end up dying whatever um he ends up killing them all and goes to find carol he needs her comfort and they 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 hug then they share their first kiss and uh it's magic (laughs) what is more magic their relationship or these next scenes this next this music video yeah yeah this. it's math the band i wrote down math the band yeah okay we get a stylized music video sex scene with basically epilepsy inducing flashing scenes like at one point they were so fast they're cool yeah. though it, it was, was cool and they did like the, the well they one point they they showed the entirety of their their relationship, relationship through the scenes they've been together through like quick stop motion like f- frame you do a frame of the normal scene and frame of that for like yep. 30 seconds and they also did um a brady bunch montage I, yeah, I of brady bunch too nine nine different scenes in one screen and it scrolls to reveal probably a total of like 56 different screens as it keeps yeah. going and also the use of lighting it was all red and green like yeah. on each of their faces and-, and there was like sort of like a synthy punk rock thing going on too and it reminded me a lot of a nicholas winding refn movie you know you know him the director of drive oh yeah yeah and no. the director of neon, yes neon yes demon. and neon demon yeah and only god forgives yeah because it wow felt, it felt like straight out of that yeah yeah, yeah very stylistically similar yeah i can i oh my god i totally envisioned yeah. the kavinsky yeah. The, the song at the beginning while he's driving. At the beginning of Drive. Out of Yeah. Holy shit. That is. Yeah. That's a big influence. Devin's like, what movies are you? Who are you yeah, talking about? No, I've, I'm here. Yes. All, I agree with all of it. it very you s- said it was stu- kind of like a Blink-182 music video. Yeah. I've never seen a Blink-182 music <laughs> video, but like. <laughs> Just their music, you know? This is what I would imagine. Okay. I got a little Nicholas Swining ref and like a little Spike Jones in it, yeah. For sure. Oh my god, that's, those are perfect. Which is, which is so different than the rest of this movie in, entire, in its entirety. Yeah. And we get four minutes of this scene without a single titty. No titties. But they wake up the next morning together, half naked, just in their underwear, and through their open window on a third story floor or something. I don't know. It looked uh, above the ground. Six ninjas somersault into their room like Rube Waddell and they half nakedly <laughs> take out all the ninjas with karate both of them yeah she, she, the hooker knows karate too she is great 
She she knew a lot. And one of the ninjas, after they take him down, was wearing Father Stewart's cross necklace. How did he get it? Well, he's still alive. He, where is he being held? By the the ninja man. What's the, his name? I don't know. The Chinese Chu Xia. The Chinese ninja leader, drug lord guy. Yeah, bald yep. man. And they're selling quadruple strength cocaine onto the streets as part of their plan. That's just fentanyl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're doing it in like a religious way because they're saying they're going to flood the market with this super addictive cocaine. Uh-huh. Then they're going to take it away so everyone's dependent on it. Yep. And once everyone's dependent on it, they'll only go to the church. Yep. Yeah. So then they'll dominate the world. A roundabout way of dominating the world through religion and drugs. Yeah. I wonder if that's happened before. I'm sure. Oh, 100%. Also, my note is, that's not how you wear an eye patch. For some reason, Father Stewart's wearing an eye patch, but oh. he's wearing it over his glasses, so it's not blocking any of the light. Well, I, I think... Yeah. No, it's... BS. Yeah. I don't think he has an eye there anymore, if I had to guess. Oh. So he's just trying to hide it from the world. But... You could probably see it from the side because it's fucking hovering. <laughs> it was just over his glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of his eye status, he objects to this plan. Yeah, he didn't want to do that. Yeah. So, so, they, so they stab him. They kill him. And they laugh maniacally again. For an, another uncomfortable period. It was time. only a minute instead of two probably this time. Yeah. And uh, out of nowhere, this map that they were holding... That had, like, where they were going to distribute the cookie, just spontaneously combusts. I don't know why that happened, but yeah, it did. Yeah. And uh, Doug and Carol are going to, pre- they're preparing for the ultimate battle. Doug's even wearing, like, a leather jacket and, like, sunglasses and whatnot. And she's wearing an outfit that doesn't really seem like she should be fighting in. It's hot, though. It's hot, yeah. Some black, like, very loosed up top spaghetti strap kind of looking jumper. Yeah. It was like, um, like a... Like a wrestling leotard that. Oh you wear. yeah, a singlet. A singlet, but like the straps were too small. It was like a singlet, but like the actual singlet part started <laughs> near your the, navel. The, the yeah, the the neckline started at the navel and came up, revealing a yeah. lot of cleavage. And it's like, I don't know the logistics of boobs and the clothing that contain them, but I would say like two swings and those titties are like out, like popping no, out. Yeah. Um. So we're back in China, I guess. We're just there. Yeah. And on the battlefield, the one of the that one white ninja, the the handyman, the, to one, the, who la- the one who laughs a lot. Yes, yeah. Sir he laughs speaks- a lot. So yeah, Sir laughs a lot. He speaks to Doug, and Doug's like, "I know that voice," and it turns out that he is his brother. <laughs> oh, a wild twist. Yes, the the ninja drug lord cartel handyman is the brother of Pastor Jones. Yeah, it's revealed in flashbacks that he that Doug was always the favored child of the parents. And yeah, the parents basically drove the younger brother into a different way of believing. In All Christ. the same scenes from his previous previous flashbacks with just Sam, his brother. Yeah, just out of screen, either hiding behind the seat or in the kitchen. And just hearing all these nasty things. And Sam says, I don't want to kill you with my ancestor's swords. So we get hand-to-hand, brother-on-brother fighting sequence while Carol takes on every other ninja. And does so well. She yeah. kicks all their asses. She, she was like John Goodman's Transformer in Transformer 4. Oh, yeah. Hound. Yeah. Just <laughs> kicking. I'm a big robot warrior princess. <laughs> I'm a fat ballerina. What is happening? That's Transformers 4. I <laughs> yes, um, and uh, Doug 
sees the ancestor sword across. He doesn't know he's going to beat Sam. So what he does is he uses this force from yep. Star Wars. Pulls it into his own. Pulls it into his, and kills his brother mercilessly, screaming and laughing as he stabs him to death. Blood all over his face. And, uh, and he, for some reason he hasn't been a pastor or, or hasn't been a raptor for a long time. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He could have killed everybody as the Velociraptor here, but he doesn't. Yeah. And all the ninjas then back away as one ninja with a, a ninja sword. A master swordsman. He comes out and easily just slices up Carol. Yep. Slices her right across the chest. And Doug yep, run, she dies. runs to her to comfort her. He says he loves her for the first time. And, like, it's a beautiful scene between the two of them. Even the ninjas in the background are crying over it. Except she's also, like, gurgling blood as she goes. <laughs> and then they make out while she's, like, coughing up blood. It reminds me of the scene from Tropic Thunder with the Ben Stiller, Robert Downey Jr. where he's holding his hands. You're my brother. You're my brother. You're, <laughs> yeah. my, you're my brother, man. Yeah. I haven't Spitting seen all Tropical over. Thunder so You long. need to see that, too. Well, I've seen it. I just haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, so good. Yeah. But and now we get our climax. Yeah, Carol dies in his arms, and he kisses her bloody mouth. And there are scenes of Doug and the ninjas staring at each other. Because he says, I don't remember what he said. He says something. Some religious thing. And they look at him, and then he looks at them. And it just goes back and forth for, like, another minute of no talking, just staring. One of the ninjas even checks his watch, like, are we going to get moving here or whatnot? And uh, then he just finishes his quote two minutes later and changes into the Velocipaster. And before we've only been able to see a plastic inflatable head or the arms on him. This is where we get to see the full embodiment of the Velocipaster. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, one of those Halloween stores that always pop up. Yeah, like a spirit, spirit Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, they got that at Spirit Halloween. It is you can literally see that it is a man standing just in a Velociraptor costume because this this uh Velociraptor had the worst case of hunchback scoliosis I've ever seen <laughs> because the head of the man was too tall for the costume, <laughs> so it made a hump and then yeah. the head came down sag down. But regardless, it's fucking up the ninjas. Yeah, yeah he does. He Except really he does. doesn't actually ever hit the ninjas. He just turns and you could see the little fake inflatable head bounce off them. Oh, shit. Bounce <laughs> yeah. off them. And then the ninjas, like a second later, would throw themselves to the ground. Yeah, flip to death. Yeah. yeah. But out of nowhere, the drug lord guy comes out with the, a bow and arrow, shoots it into his leg as the Velocipaster. And it has anti-venom, so it changes the Velocipaster back into normal Doug Jones. And um, it did this weird scene on the screen where it just kind of froze and you could see like the the film, the film marks yeah. on it and he changes back and um, he turns back into the normal karate knowing God loving Doug that we all know and mm -hmm. love. And uh, the drug lord says the world used to be run by dragon warriors, actually, and they found an anti-venom for it to rule the world. But the anti-venom and the arrow, for some reason, it didn't affect Doug's hands. <laughs> so he still with Velociraptor hands grabs the drug lord by the head and rips it off. Yeah, his head turns into a cheaply made mannequin head. And they his. turn it around, the head around yeah, even. With like Asian eyes drawn onto it. So you could visually see mannequin head. And um, the frame stops to show a quote in the middle of the screen. <laughs> it says, only through in the middle of his screaming too because he's like ah! cut 
only only through the elimination of violence will we finally be able to achieve world peace. Gandhi. And he just fucking ripped someone's head off. Yep. Not the theme of the movie at all, but the con- elimination continue. of violence. Yeah, yeah, he just kills kills many men and the quote leaves and the movie just continues. Like that felt like it would have been the end. Yeah. yeah. We we need to get one last wrap up scene. He stops screaming, he remembers Carol, and now he's in the hospital. Looking for Carol. There's a weird scene with the doctor. A surgeon yeah. tells him that he has saved her life and she's ready to visit. And the doctor just takes a used cigarette out the ashtray. Yeah, he t- just takes a sna- snipe and then starts smoking it in the in the waiting room. He's wearing one of those, like, why do doctors wear those? those that's not a thing that they wear. What is it? Though? I don't know. Yeah. I've never seen one wear one of those before. But um, So he runs into... Her room that she's in, her hospital room, which I pointed out does not look like she just came out of major life-saving surgery because she's sitting in your normal primary care doctor's office with a blood pressure cuff on, just sitting in a... She's not in the ICU. No. And uh, they're like, are you fine? She's like, I'm fine. He's like, are you really sure she's fu- you're fine? And on the screen, big yellow letters. She's fine. Like a Quentin Tarantino font. Yeah, and color. He loves to use yellow and yeah. those things. And uh, now you cut sometime in the future. They're wanted criminals, basically, on the run. Billion-dollar bounties. And they're just going to have to live their life together. So they make out. He quits the, the clergy. Mm-hmm. And they make out. And that is the end of the Velocipaster. I'm sorry, Devin, for elbowing you. Uh, what, a, what a movie. I was going to say good movie. It what it was a movie. It what a movie. Yeah. Of all the movies, this was one of them. <laughs> this, this classifies into a movie. So yeah. Um, we're gonna move along. Move along. Oh, you gotta keep it strong. Move, move along, along, move along. Just like no, yet, no, yet, do. And even when your hope is strong, move along, move along. Just a quirk action. Move along. Quir, 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 quir. You got a girl back home waiting for you? I do. Her name's Adeline. She's a babe. She's all I'm fighting for. When we get out of this war, I'm thinking I'll settle down and finally start that family. We'll get you out of here, son. Back home to your sweet Adeline. And when you finally get back there and start that family you've always dreamed about, you could have five kids. 11 kids. And I want you to spend 15 minutes a day with each of them. And I want you to name one of them after me. Ollie, your wartime buddy. A little Ollie Stewart ass, where he got his name from. You could say your wartime buddy, Ollie. Queer, 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 queer. <laughs> you, could, you can't just say queer on a podcast. Everything is wrong. We, we say our course. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out the Bionicles movie. Shout out uh, the All-American Rejects, too. Yeah. Shout out the good, the bad, the movies. And and just, and like, and like, shout out everyone out there trying to promote peace and love in their cultures. Yeah, and, and also shout out to the violent cultures. And let's just shout out Kurt again. Shout out Kurt. Woo! Who's Kurt? Marina's dad. Marina's dad. Did we oh. shout him out earlier? In Space Jam when we did the, the jelly jam thing. 
Shout oh, out you, Louis Vomit. You you gave him a big shout out in Spain. <laughs> shout out Kurt. Yeah, let's shout him out. Kurt Lucas is a big fan of you. Does so. Kurt listen? Uh, yes. Oh. So don't make any Alaska jokes like like how they ride salmon to work. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. not moose or polar bears, but salmon. Yeah. They they ride flounder. Flounder, I hardly know her. Salmon, I hardly know him. Your turn, Devin. Uh, I have crabs. <laughs> Bass from, ass. From Alaska. Um, okay, so quotes. This is the most quote, maybe aside from Hot Rod, the most quotable film I have, bar none. Yeah, yeah. I have 22 goddamn quotes. I have 11. I've got like six or so. But of my 22, 11 of them are Devin's 11. Yes. So I'll go first. Sure. You say all of yours. Okay. Devin will say all of his. I'll finish with whatever leftovers a I real, have. A real marathon. Okay. Mine is from the Velocipasta early when he's in China and he just goes, China. And then he goes, China is East. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. I have that one. Um, oh, you had that one too? I had both those. <laughs> oh, wait. You had China and then China is yeah. East? Um, one is from the hooker Carol. And Frankie Mermaid's basically like, why do they call me Frankie Mermaid? And she sighs and goes, you're Frankie Mermaid because you're swimming in bitches. Yep, I have that one. <laughs> um, let's see here. Let's let's see. Um, this is I have this one from his friend Ali from the Father Peters. Is that his name? Father Stewart in yep. Vietnam. He basically says, you're going to have five kids, man. You're going to have 11 kids. And every and every day, I want you to spend spend fifteen minutes a day with each of them. Yeah, so weirdly specific. And then continuing that, I'll finish yeah. that because and name one of them after me. Your old war buddy Ali, who made it through the whole war without taking a single hit, who always did it with a smile on his face. Yeah, a smile like this, and then he dies. And, and then, then he doesn't smile at all. He does like a weird smirk, a stoic look almost. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, I have one from Altair, the holistic exorcist, who once the Velocipaster escapes, he says, now the hounds of hell are thy, are, I can't read that, are truly loose. That's it. I didn't have that one. Wow, that's a surprise. And that's it. Oh, wow. All right, Devin. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine left. Okay. So my first one is uh, Father Stewart. He says, so your parents died, Doug. It's what parents do. They die. Yeah. <laughs> they die on you. They die on you. My second one is right when uh, the hooker went up to... what? What's his face? Frankie Mermaid. I'm lit up right and hot to trap. Where you want me, daddy-o? <laughs> and then he slaps the shit out of her. We had to pause it. I'm lit up right and hot to trap. Where you want me, daddy-o? It checks out. That was... I mean, she's high enough to sell her body on the street. That was like her first line to the whole movie yeah it's tragic in a way yeah uh the next one is when doug wakes up and and they're having that conversation about him ha- thinking they had sex um and they finally realize and and he's like what are you talking about and she says the time you turned into a dinosaur and ate someone i just thought you know it was brunt i like it yeah i have that whole where it's like honestly it happened all so quickly i was very scared i think i even peed myself and he goes oh was it your first time too? She's like, yeah. And he said, as I said, I'm a priest, so we can never say. And she's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah, it was it was a good scene. My next one is uh, from the hooker again. She says, there's surprisingly low demand for hooker doctor lawyers. God damn it. Which I honestly, you would think that I 
I demand more of them. Oh, more personally. hooker doctor lawyers? Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you want your doctor to be a hooker or do you want your hooker to be a doctor? I want my lawyer to be a hooker doctor, actually. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, so the next one is from Confessions from uh, what's his face? Frankie what is Frankie it that Mermaid? you'd like to confess, Frankie? He's like, well, what do I not want to confess? I stole candy from a baby, then threw the baby in the river, so it can't snitch, obviously. <laughs> then, uh, well, I pimp bitches, do drugs, sell drugs, murder people. Really, you name it, I've done it, Padre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good good scene. And actually, before that, he says, oh, geez, I guess we could just cover the last four days. So he's just done all that in the last four days. Yeah, seems about right. Uh, my next one is, um, I don't. I think this was the hooker. She says, "Yep, I don't know about much about God." And then he says, "I don't know much about dinosaurs." <laughs> yep. Fuck. I guess everyone is southern here. Uh, my next one is, oh, oh wait, no, it was uh, Father Stewart and yep. Doug fighting yep. about Lou, and they were fighting about Lou. No, they were uh, <laughs> fighting about. Like the moral implications of becoming a velociraptor and committing genocide. Mm-hmm. And he says, and uh, Father Stewart says, God doesn't want people dead. And then Doug says, Oh, I think God wants a lot of people dead. And I was like, Wow. Not a very Catholic idea. Yeah. No. Nope. Um, my next one is, Where did all these ninjas come from? I don't remember who said that, but I'm glad someone did. I didn't have that one. <laughs> um, I think it was the gal who said that after they defeated the ninjas in the bedroom. My next one is, uh, what does drug smuggling have to do with Christianity? And then uh, the guy... You called this out, the, too, because you said it before. Yeah, the the Doug's brother pulls down Sam. his mask aggressively and says, everything. Everything. And that's the end of yours? That's, that's it. Okay, let's see how many I have left. So one I have from Doug, he goes... You're a hooker? And she goes, and pre-med law. But people aren't as surprised as much by that one. Does she look smart? Does she look like a doctor lawyer? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I've got... You did that one. I've got one from Frankie Mermaid right after the the whole pimp daddy-o yeah. scene and whatever. He goes... He's screaming to some other sex worker on the street. He goes, yo, Cherry, if you stuffed dicks in your mouth like you're doing with that sandwich, I'd be a fucking millionaire by now. <laughs> fucking, I love him. What <laughs> a man. What a, what a pimp character. Um, I've got a quote from Lucas. Very mm. beginning of the movie. He goes, that's Schmidt from New Girl. And Devin goes, no, that's the black and white fish from Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> Finding Dory, I think. In the dentist's office? No, that Finding was Finding Nemo. Nemo. That's yeah. Gil. Um, I have one from right after his parents died and he's telling him to go off to a place where God won't follow. And it's just a close up on Doug's face. And he goes, I'm starting to question my faith. Um, <laughs> uh, trying to his religion as REM would say. I love that song. Um, China's East. I've got that. Oh, this is when he's in China walking through the forest and he sees that woman that was impaled by the arrow that gave him the claw. And he just looks down at her, bleeding out, and he goes, "Are you hurt?" <laughs> <laughs> they had that a couple. They had that instance a couple times in the movie. Yeah, they did that gag. Um, Father Stewart talking to Father Jones at one point after he comes back from China, and he goes, "Now, what did that Chinese say?" <laughs> yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> that nope. Chinese. Um, he did fight in Vietnam though, so let's give him a break. Yeah, 
My grandpa says a lot of also, a lot of anti-Asian. Can I point Asian out that things. ninjas are not Chinese? <laughs> That's a Japanese culture thing, isn't it? Yes, I believe. Yeah, but they also have the samurai, so it's complicated. Okay, yeah. I think I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think ninjas might be Chinese. I don't know. Some Asian country. Um, I'll look it up. Um. All right. In the confession booth, Frankie Mermaid starts smoking in there. And he says, wait, you can't smoke in here. And he goes, listen here, Frankie fucking mermaid fucking smokes whenever the fuck he wants because he's on fucking fire. <laughs> yeah, Keep so. No lie detected. <laughs> what did you find? It's ancient Japan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know much about God. I don't know much about dinosaurs. Um, Devin at one point says, <laughs> why is my boy wearing a fucking onesie priest thing? <laughs> Um, he's a man of the cloth. During yeah, one of the, one just one cloth. Though. During that cloth. montage of looking back at his parents and everything, Doug goes in a voiceover. He goes, "I had parents once. We all did. That's <laughs> we did. Yep. Um. Yeah, this man's really making like a fucking like a personality trait of losing his parents at the age of like 40, 42 <laughs> Yeah. It's like my parents died. This is the biggest tragedy that's ever happened to." anyone on earth i've got another one from the flashback montage with his parents and his dad goes now why don't you hop on out son your mom and i will take a drive and we'll pick you up after priest college (laughs) um you could have five kids oh this is when adeline runs up to uh father stewart in vietnam war and she blows up and one of his like war buddies comes up next to him as he's frozen stalin he goes i don't know man i think she's too far gone yeah that's sort of that's like the same gag i was talking about yeah Uh, are you hurt? Yeah. Yeah. She's literally in pieces. Yeah. Not, um, I didn't see one piece. All I saw was liquid. Um, I have one. She was a smoothie. I have one. <laughs> yeah. I have one from when after he got attacked by the ninjas that one night before he kisses Carol for the first time, he's in her room covered by newspapers and he gets up and he's like, I think I'm still bleeding. And she goes, well, just kiss me instead. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any problems kissing each other while bloody. No, not at all. Yeah. But when not bloody... And when she's on her period. Eh. <laughs> um, a quote from Lucas and he goes, that was the best sex of her hooker life. <laughs> After their sex montage. Um, I want a sex montage. Only two more. How, can we imagine that? <laughs> um, one is from the guy, the drug lord, after he shot Doug with the arrow. And he goes, do you have any last words? And he goes, only six. I think my hand is immune <laughs> and then kills him with his velociraptor. I hands. would have had to stop and like six. Yeah. yeah to count, six. Yeah, that is six. Yeah. 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 <laughs> let me finish. Let me once. Yeah. <laughs> and my last one is at the very end of the movie. And she goes, Carol goes, there's a billion dollar bounty on your head, Doug Jones. And he, she goes, what are you going to do? And he says, I'm going to do what I know how to do with best. And he just turns and makes out with Carol. Is that what he does best? Because he's only yeah. had sex one time. Yeah, my man went from virgin to porn star real quick. To sex god. <laughs> yeah. With that velociraptor dick. Yeah. The, but the thing is, the velociraptor is so misconstrued. Everything thinks that they're big, like in Jurassic Park and whatnot. Like blue, 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 blue. But they're Red. actually the size of turkeys with three foot long tails. So, so he's got not, a little turkey dick. Yeah. So they're not actually that big. Have you ever seen a turkey dick? No, I haven't. Have you? You no, see a lot of turkey dicks? Birds don't have penises. Birds aren't real. They lay eggs. Yeah, exactly. Mammals don't have penises. No, mammals do. 
No, but how do... Or mammals do. They have to fertilize the eggs. Non, non-mammals non don't have exactly. penises. Yeah. Are you guys fucking with me? <laughs> of course we're fucking okay. with me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, no, but yeah, because duck penises are corkscrews. Y- yeah, they yeah. They, use, they screw it into the that's female just, vagina. That's just because they're sexual deviants. So. Yeah, I use it as a corkscrew for my wine. A cork, a duck penis. Yeah, that's your corkscrew. You just it's a take it out the door. One. Yeah, so it's, it's, hard. it's like petrified wood. It's yeah. all freeze dried. Yeah, freeze dried duck penis. That's what grandpas call their boners. Petrified wood. Grandpas don't get boners. Both are great points. <laughs> um, all right, it's <laughs> ratings pills time. For that. Tomato meter. What do we think is this getting on tomato meter? Oh, like a 6%. Okay. Excuse me. I'll guess a 28%. Neither of you are even close. Mm. 60% from mm, critics. Sure, from yeah. critics? Yeah. See, that? Like it's the ratings like those that make me think that all these ratings are fucking arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are we thinking? Audiences gave this. 46 it's gonna be like a cult classic it's gonna be like 65 70 yeah mm. and there is no imdb meta score not enough aggregate critics to mm. weigh in on that but there is an audience score on imdb out of 10 5.2 6.1 no i almost no. said that <laughs> so we've got a, fi- a 51 a 60 and a 70 for a 60 average. I feel like there needs to be like a like a fucking rubric or something. <laughs> uh, the John Lasagna scale. There needs to be a John Lasagna scale because critics are apparently dumb. There needs to be like some universal rating. Universal Studios. Yeah. We've started it here and now. The John Oh, Le- oh a hell of a hair, Lucas. <laughs> the John Leguizamo. Um all right, what are we think what are we giving it ourselves? Like a 18%. Okay. Thoughts? A 1.8 1. 1. on this lasagna scale. Oh, yeah, 1.8 on the John Lasagna scale. Thoughts? Um, it's uh, it's shorter. It's like an hour and 10 minutes. That is an objective statement, yes. It's also a movie. Um, Very objective statement. If you have an hour to kill and you want something to make fun of or you're just really stoned, this would be a cool movie to watch. That's it's about, it's about it. But, like, mm. it's, you know, it's it was, it's dumb. It's okay. a dumb movie. Lucas? I'm gonna give this this flick here. On the are we doing the lasagna scale? Yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a six point seven. <laughs> I, I think I knew from the way his tone changed <laughs> that it was going to be high. There, I don't know. I think it's interesting because I think they're this is Lucas's type of movie. They, too. They're setting out to make this type of movie where I think they had some missteps were when they tried too hard to lean into that angle, like I said earlier. With, yeah, with some of the gags. Yeah. But I thought that the sex scene was was genuine artistic brilliance, um, and I thought I thought I don't know I thought I was I was entertained throughout. If if we combine like all of the best B movie scenes, like that sex scene, obviously the flying scene from Cat and Outer from Outer Space, yeah, um, the, obviously the hottie and the naughties, like um, June speech on the yeah. the patio. Yeah, there's got to be something from Birdemic that was like absolutely brilliant, right? No. I don't know about that. I don't know if there was. That was just over the top. But if we combine, there's always this one moment. Usually, yeah. There was a moment in Birdemic where the guy mm. was talking about how humans destroy the earth. It was that guy oh, and yeah, that the, pier. Yeah. Yeah. When there were real birds in the background that you couldn't see. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm going to give this a... Mm, 
I'm really torn. I'm going to give it a 5.2. Uh, Devin? <laughs> you gave... <sighs> what What am I giving poorly compared to this? I just feel like this movie is objectively bad. Like, you can rate it a 1.8, but still recommend to watch it. The thing with B-movies is that they're objectively bad and meant to be that way. Now, I will say that it is even further bad from some of Lucas's point that he's made about some of those scenes. Yeah, but is are we judging this on the same rubric that we're judging a good movie? Yeah. I, I think... I think I just don't understand And I mean, that. personal taste does come into it sometimes because opinions do defer. Yeah. I think maybe one thing that... I value a lot more than maybe the traditional moviegoer is like moments of of brilliance like we said like with some of these moments and like how in Fool's Gold how the cinematography was just like drop dead gorgeous like unreal and I think moments like that in the movie like this where it's a $36,000 budget I'm just like holy shit like I have to give that a lot of props when I saw this. <laughs> it, it is the the needle in the haystack or the hay in the needle there's there's one shining moment that you're like Wow, there is yeah. there is art in this, and you realize how much purposeful shit is surrounding these. But artistic I, I, I want to play devil's advocate and feel like like you're judging it for completely different reasons than you're judging it like a, a objectively good know, movie. Because like like a boring objectively good movie, I wouldn't say like has like standout moments of brilliance like like the sex scene in this movie would have necessarily what about like annie hall like you're judging this. Like, i gave that a nine yeah, seven exactly i gave annie hall like a nine nine <laughs> i don't know the little I, prince we like, gave in the sevens yeah maybe i'm just too polarized <laughs> like i i either no, really I, like it or really don't i understand i totally get where your 18 come 1.8 comes from i do will not disagree with anybody yeah. that's going to give it that but i enjoyed it a lot subjectively and objectively there were some beautiful moments and it conquered its goals of being a b-movie conquer them conquer i hardly know her so let's hear what critics and users have to say alex mcclevy to start off critic reviews from the av club says this movie is going to endure it's got a killer hook is fun to watch and doesn't overstay its welcome it has cult classic written all over it and you did say that no rating yeah yeah um michael walsh of nerdist says is the movie good enough to be considered a truly great comedy no probably not but it's still way better than most people would expect yeah Uh, i did think that this movie was going to be worse coming in Mm, i did too a little bit maybe not that i think no i mean i think the mistakes they made were on purpose whereas in birdemic he just made a mistake at every turn <laughs> but like this one when they zoomed in like seven times in a row do you like they're doing that for a reason you know to like make you he laugh. is a new york arts and media film student or something like yeah, that exactly so. that's he's just he's spoofing it all not like garfield where they actually trying to be funny and it just fucking falls short garfield and like freddie and jason were genuinely think, trying to be so good and i think garfield might have been my lowest score it was yeah um next is by jeffrey lyles of the lyles movie files <laughs> i don't know who this is but he says it's either the well, most abs- well it's jeffrey lyles from lyles movie files oh yeah that's right it's either the most absurd and ridiculous premise for a movie or the movie you've been waiting all of 2019 to see and i think it could be both yeah. I don't think it has to be one or the other. And the last uh, critic review is by Macaulay Culkin. No. No. <laughs> it's by Michael Mulcahy oh. of King's Path. He says, 
This movie adequate. If you could tell, none of my reviews from critics were like news. AV yeah. Club, Nerdist, Lyle's Movie Files, and King's Path. But the people's reviewers. This movie adequately serves the purpose of trash TV to watch in the evening while you're waiting for your wife to come home from Bible study. You'll have plenty to talk about with her. That's my favorite critic review I've ever yeah. read. He got right down to he, real for the boys, you for know. For the boys. You, if there's no football on. You know, you could turn this on on the TV and just hang out. Drink a couple brewskis and when your wife comes home to yell at you for not... Doing the dishes, you could talk to her about Bible study through this, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. My name's Michael McKay of King's Path, and that's my hot take on the Velocipasta. <laughs> I like to imagine him as an East Coast bro. Oh, yeah. They always are. And review time from just IMDb users. My first one is by No God, No Masters. He's been on once before. On May 4th. Hell yeah. May the 4th, 2020. Okay. No eating ice, Devin. It's all ice in there. Oh, you ate the whole thing? <laughs> God damn it. Um, hi, Lou. My first one's by No God, No Masters. And he says, the plot was silly. This is not a film to be taken seriously. A spoof of several genres. It's one of those things you think of when you are drunk with your buddies and realize it was a bad idea when you sober up. Guide. F word. Sex. No nudity. Five out of ten. Wait, what? Guide F word? The guide, like your movie guide. There's oh. F words. Sex? No nudity. Five out of ten. Fair enough. A five. Yeah. It's right around me. This does feel like a drunk buddy movie. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. like, well, I guess we're going to roll with it. Because because you were drunk and you put down $10,000 to try and start it. Like, These are non-refundable. <laughs> and um, he wasn't drunk. It was a it was an autocorrect mistake. Yeah. To, if, we, if that's to believe. Uh, my next one is by Band Band S about movies. Um, second timer, August twentieth, twenty nineteen. He says this is a thirty five thousand dollar epic begging for you to devour it. I completely expected to hate this movie, seeing it as a sci fi or trauma level dreck. To me, to my surprise, it's cunning, cunningly in on the joke and understands exactly the kind of movie that it is. Thrown in an utterly bonkers, overly edited lovemaking sequence. And you have a movie I'll be telling people for the next few weeks. The funniest part of the film, there are many, was when the church brings in an exorcist played by an animator, musician, toy designer, renaissance man, Voltaire. Look, any movie where ninjas battle prostitutes and priests is going to be anything but boring. Pretty cool for a movie that came out of a trailer from 2011. Six out of ten. I'd say... Yeah, I feel like they're on on your levels. That's, I I just, that is Lucas and I's exact yeah. reviews and scores. I think there there was a level of irony that maybe passed over my head, and that's why I gave it such a low review. Okay. Um, Deborah Iona Vogel on December seventeenth, twenty twenty, says a young man grappling with his faith ponders, continuing down the path to the priesthood. He has an incident, and suddenly his anger can manifest into a most shocking Jurassic way. He also meets the woman of his dreams, further conflicting him. His faith or the fleshy love of a beautiful woman? He must decide. The caller or true love? It's all so complicated. The mo- this movie demonstrates the duality of his difficult choice and the precarious perils one must deal with as a modern-day dinosaur. 
The ending is well done. <laughs> You'll be on the edge of your seat with both tears and cheers. It's a must-see. 10 out of 10. Wow. Dude, I think you were turning into a Velociraptor while I, reading that. I, I started laughing because he laughed at the modern-day dinosaur thing. <laughs> I heard his chuckle and I couldn't hold it in. He just he has, he has problems dating and stuff. <laughs> you know, the modern-day dinosaur really has its struggles. Yeah. They're anxious. You know, they're I, depressed. I liked the alliteration and word choice in Precarious <laughs> Peril. The depressed dinosaur. That's Ooh. the next Pixar film. The sequel to The Good Dinosaur. The Good Dinosaur the good 2. So depressed good. Dino. Depressed Dino. Um, so yeah, you'll be on the edge of your seat with both tears and cheers. 10 out of 10. Cheers. Um, next is by Feast Mode. On Ooh, this is recent. February 5th, 2022. I've seen a ton of B-movies with absurd premises like this. They mostly suck, even for a B-movie. But this one knows exactly what it's doing. It's the perfect kind of ridiculous. As I write this, I'm still laughing and shaking my head at some of the scenes. And it's not just randomly stupid. So much of its strategy, subtle, or so much, so much of it is strategic, subtle, and clever. I did laugh a lot. When it was almost over, I was thinking it was fun, but it didn't cross the line into amazing. And when the payoff happened, uh, and then the payoff happened, I'm in such awe that the scene was actually filmed in real life on Earth by a professional movie crew and actors. If you liked this, check out Zombievers. Six out of ten. Oh shit! <laughs> Just if I you had like, to, I had to put this review in for if that. If you like this episode, you should go listen to Zombievers. Our least listened to episode. Hmm. Bump it up. Did you guys prefer Zombievers or this? Mm. There was actual nudity in Zombievers. There's a lot. But I probably prefer this. I think I did. I prefer this too. I think it was better. But nudity. She had good boobs in Zombievers. Yeah. But I, I think that adds a negligible amount of points for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had to throw this review in just because of the Zombievers ad. And so yeah. now we can plug. Go back and listen to plug, that. Plug, 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 plug. That was the week we released two and once with Zombievers and Bird Box. And Bird Box had a normal amount of views. I think people just missed that there were two. Yeah. So go back and listen. Give it a love. Please, God, listen to Zombievers. I mean, come on. Fuck, Buck. Our, oh, yeah. Fuck, Buck. Our, uh, yeah, our in, entire ego is based upon the, the number of views that we see on our anchor profile. So if Birdemic's up to 73, guys. It's still getting views. We wow. still have zero episodes that are over 100. That's okay. 73 is good. We're getting there. Um, my next one is by Westside Chai. Westside. Uh, so se- a Chicago native? Yeah. Huh? Oh, uh, September 27, 2019. He says, Juvenile failed humor. The DVD cover is 100% misleading as to what you get in the movie. Very low budget. Intro for what it's worth, rated X by an all-Christian jury. As it turns out, there was nothing X about it unless you think clergy shouldn't be become semi-monsters and chase hookers. First sign that this is not going to be a normal um, anything was a scene in which a mom and dad standing next to their car are waving to their clergy son. We hear an explosion. Mom, dad, car, all gone. Like, vanished with no debris, no effects, etc. But there is a typed message in their place, VFX car on fire. And it goes with the rest of the movie is comprised of purposeful cheap props. Um, for example, paper mache dinosaur, mannequin heads for human heads when chopped off, very ketchup looking fake blood. The point of this mostly, of this is mostly talking heads 
was to be funny or sardonic, but it wasn't. Just dumb. Save time and FF. Two out of ten. FF? I don't know. Forfeit? I was thinking, like, fuck off, but I couldn't think what the other F was. Yeah, I think that if they would just have got not, or if they just would have committed to some cheap CGI on that car, it would have gone up, like, three points and point three points in my score. Can somebody look? Yeah, right? I'm going to look up the DVD cover real quick because they said it looked really cheap and misleading. I I assume it would just have like some girl with her tits out and it says like not rated across her tits. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. You know what I mean? The lost path. Ooh, like how those movies all got away with saying they were unrated in like the 2000s or like you could watch Superbad unrated and it has a girl out with her boobs. You know what I'm talking about? Did I nail it? No, you didn't. It does look better. It looks a lot better. Yeah, what the fuck? They spent most of their budget on the fucking DVD cover. No kidding. I mean, it doesn't look great. Like, that doesn't look fantastic, but way better than what... That looks decent. Yeah, that looks good. The Velociraptor looks decent. Okay, only two more. Um, This one's by Pyro Pizza. On May 27th, 2021. They say, I can't decide it. This movie deserves one star or ten. It's horrible but it's so carefully made to be horrible it's genius it's funny i love i don't know what else to do i love <laughs> this is truly the next citizen kane five out of ten. Oh, high bar and they didn't go one or ten yeah wow they met in the middle ground they just were so conflicted kind of how i felt yeah moments so, of brilliance moments of utter, utter dog shit and then everything in between and lastly is by uh, teddy kupferberg on February 1st, 2020, he says, If you don't love the Velocipaster, then I'm not sure what you even look at, why you even look at movies. Shouldn't you be at a scuppernong wine tasting? Real talk, most original thing I've seen so far this year. Laughed so hard I nearly soiled my Chekhov. I gave it 10 stars because I couldn't give it 64 slices of American cheese. You smell that? That's a franchise working in the bathtub. Give them some more money. The church needs more of these immediately. 10 out of 10. <laughs> I want what he's on. Uh, 64 slices of American cheese? Yeah. Laughed so hard I nearly soiled my Chekhov. And I wish I was at a wine tasting. A snupper, scuppernong wine tasting? I wish I was at a scuppernong wine tasting. That seems like <laughs> that's, a good time. That's a franchise working in the bathtub. Working in the bathtub. So yeah, those are reviews. Are we recommending this, Devin? Yeah. I I mean, I'd say it's a it's an hour. It's dumb enough to keep you engaged. And there's I don't know, it's just dumb. We laughed. Yeah, we laughed. Lucas. Yes. This is right down your alley. Yes. A good good quality B movie that knows that knows its role. Was there a scene in Liar Liar Vampire that transcended the movie itself like that was so mm. good? There wasn't in Food Boy. No, that's a good question. I'll have to think. We'll about have that. to think about that. And I'm going to recommend this one too. Three recommends across the board. You can just laugh. You can enjoy it. There. I mean, it's not. It's not a. It's not a mind-boggling serious watch. Like we said, there are your dog shit areas that are overdone, and then there are your brilliant areas that are also overdone. It's like what did what what worked best for them? But in the end. I enjoyed it. I laughed. I gave it a 5.2 out of 10. John Lasagna's, and that is the Velocipaster. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
I'm going to have to bring those down a little bit. <laughs> um, that is the end of our episode. Um, you you know, should have checked out our Patreon. <laughs> for our... I, I I love polyamorous furry bumper stickers. Yeah. Send our- I, I, I love polyamorous furry white supremacies. And a shirt that just and says... I su- and I will listen to the good, the bad, and the movie. Yeah, and, and the uh, shirt that just says par... Our, yeah. pe- our hats that just say fuck buck. And just our, a bunch of quotes. Our bonus episodes about the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Mm. Um, next week, I don't know what we're doing because we have maybe a guest that was supposed to be on today, but we might have a guest that was supposed to be on three weeks ago, but we might have a different guest from Devin. It's, so, yeah, it's going to be a thing. There could be one of three different guests or just the three of us bros, you know? Just brawn out, just really. vibing, watching movies. Fucking fucking bitches. <laughs> Drinking beers and fucking bitches and watching movies. So. And stealing candy from babies and then throwing, throwing the babies, them in the river. Throwing them in the river. So that's going to be the end of our episode this week. We'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed and... Skadoosh! Skadoosh! I got poop so bad. I got to poop so fucking bad. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback. So please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies. And remember, if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably the movies. movies.